These boys rock. Welcome to another episode of This Goose is Cooked, where we review books intended for our future generations. Today's book, Game of Stones, by Rebecca Lyle, illustrated by Richard Watson, published by Maverick Publishing. Game of Stones takes us back to the Stone Age in England. Two brothers get bored and come up with different ideas to pass the time. Will these boys create something special and solve their boredom? Well, I hope you like loincloths. We're going back to a simpler time. We begin back in the Stone Age. The author lets us know that there wasn't much going on during this time. There was less going on than being at a bar two hours after the all-you-can-drink brunch deal ends. The two brothers in the story named Pod and Hinge begin to express how bored they are, and Pod, being a loving brother, decides he's going to invent a game for Hinge. This is what boredom does. It forces you to get creative. Unfortunately, with the advent of the cell phone, we have a lot less of this. It's just people sitting around taking stupid pictures of themselves. Pod takes a chisel out and begins to work on a rock. He ends up tying a string around it and, quote, Here you are, Pod said. This is a whizzy. Wow, fantastic, Hinge cried. What shall we call it? End quote. He just said, it was called a whiz so maybe call it that. But honestly, it looks like a crude yo-yo, and I have to say, I'm disappointed. This is the only thing he could come up with. Yo-yos might cure their boredom for five minutes max, if they're lucky, and they don't get sick of having to wind the damn thing up every 15 seconds. And let's be real. The only trick most everyone knows how to do with those things is walk the dog. Yeah, it's pretty lame. Hinge gives the newfound toy a try, and it breaks because of Pod's shoddy craftsmanship, and the rock goes flying, bouncing off of animals and other villagers. For whatever reason, instead of being knocked out or yelling, Ouch! after being hit in the head, they all yell, Yo! like a 45-year-old jabroni from New York. Must be the time period. And the boys decide to name it after what they hear. And thus, the first yo-yo was invented. But their dad, after nearly being killed by it, bans it. I'm guessing it got unbanned in the 90s when it got hot again. So the boys have to get creative again. And Pod comes up with a new game to pass the time. I'm not British, but it sure looks like cricket. When Pod serves up some weak shit to Hinge, Hinge ends up hammering the ball through their house window. See, this is why I was taught never to face the house when playing sports. Amateur mistake. Well, of course their dad is pissed again, and after the boys name the new game, Crack It, he bans that too. Did I mention that not only can boredom make you more creative, but it can get you into trouble sometimes, too. The boy's mum 
finally shoes them away from the house and tells the boys to go out and experience the world and get in trouble somewhere else. What a great mum! Letting her boys go out and learn life lessons rather than shelter them. This is the point of the story where Pod goes into deep thought trying to figure out what will keep them entertained. And then, like a mad scientist from any story, it hits him across the face like a two-by-four, and he presents the new gadget to Hinge. Quote, It's a skite stone, but don't use it here, Hinge. We need somewhere away from Mum and Dad. End quote. So the author is trying to claim this is how skateboarding was invented. You know, I almost bought the other two, but this one is ridiculous. She's trying to rewrite history and say skateboarding wasn't invented in California during the 1950s. You know what? It is California. I don't want to give them credit for anything over there, so I'll just keep my mouth shut. Because of the skateboard, the boys also invent the skate park, and it's made out of a bunch of massive propped-up stones. And the story ends on them naming the park. You'll never guess what it's called. It's called Stonehenge. That's one hell of a way to end a book on a completely outlandish claim that may or may not be able to be proven false. Giving the author the benefit of the doubt, none of the kids skateboarding on Stonehenge are wearing helmets. Skating with no helmets on stones like that makes it highly plausible that every kid became concussed by falling from skating and hitting their heads on the rocks, making it very likely that's why it's been forgotten as to how it's been made. The moral of this book is a good one, and I've been discussing it throughout the review. Boredom can lead to innovation, and sometimes you get in trouble. But with that being said, it is good for your health to take the time and put down the phone. Be bored and come up with ways to entertain yourself. Rebecca did a good job of keeping her writing concise. She stopped at three inventions, which was perfect. After that, there might have been some confusion with her being British and myself speaking American, because some of the lines didn't make sense. And there wasn't anything that blew me away with this one. It was just a simple invention origins book. As for Dick's pictures, they felt stock, and there wasn't anything that set them apart from other drawings. But hey, if you're bored, this might be one to grab. So on a scale from 1 to 5, I'm going to give this book a 2.3. I'll have a taste, push it around to make it look like I ate it, and go back for another bite. This goose is cooked. Join us next time for another in-depth book review.